This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Our Breakfast with Ben's Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College brought to you by Bella Construction, a five-star North Huntington-based locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window contractor, proudly serving the community and its homes for over 20 years. Bella will beat any competitor's quote plus $250 off of it. Please visit mybellaroof.com or you can call them at 724-515-5163. That's 724-515-5163 for Bella Construction. It's the final day of our Pittsburgh Steelers training camp podcast here on Breakfast with Ben's on the Fans First Network, brought to you by Bella Construction, a five-star home improvement contractor, proudly serving the Pittsburgh area for over 20 years. Visit mybellaroof.com and request a quote today. Thank you to them for the second year of their sponsorship of our podcast from St. Vincent College. Steelers breaking camp today. Mike Tomlin Uh, had his press conference to wrap up camp as the team exited St. Vincent and headed back to Pittsburgh. Akershire Stadium, the site of the second preseason game. I'll be on the air for DVE in advance. 2.30 is when we hit the air before the Bills and the Steelers. Preseason game number two, the only one in Pittsburgh for this preseason. And joining me right now to talk about it from the Buffalo perspective is Sal Capaccio. He is a frequent guest of ours here at Breakfast with Benz. And when I'm on 105.9 The X and ESPN Pittsburgh, he's the sideline reporter for the Bills, works for WGR Radio up in Buffalo as well. Sal, did the Bills escape training camp without any more fights today before things wrapped up on their end? Uh, yeah, you know, they actually left the the college portion, St. John Fisher University portion of training camp a week ago. They've been in Orchard Park for this week. But, you know, it still kind of feels like training camp. The media is all still out there for the entirety of each practice. Uh, there was a very, very heated practice earlier this week. Uh, there were fights. There were shouting matches going on. You know, it's that time of year where you say, you got to hit someone new. Well, they just hit someone new on Saturday, and then it <laughs> happened again on Tuesday. Um, but nothing really of the sorts the last couple of days. So, yeah, we're uh, ready to rock and roll here for the – the Bills just had their home preseason game. You know, there's only one for each AFC team, like you just said. And now on the road here for Pittsburgh on Saturday. And the starters, Josh Allen and the starters, Steelers fans are going to see him. I was going to get into that, so let's go there. Allen going to play about a quarter, quarter and a half, as will the rest of the starters. What do people think about up, think about that up there in Buffalo? Are they on board with that, or is it considered too much of a risk by many Bills fans? Way too much of a risk considered by too many Bills fans, by a lot of Bills fans, I should say. Um, I mean, I'm in that boat. I just think that, you know, there's there's no there's no upside. It's only a downside, right? But, of course, that's not what Sean McDermott believes, which is why he's doing it. So, you know, I respect that from him. I understand why he's doing it. 
But for Bills fans, they're just going to watch it like a horror movie with putting their hand in front of their face and looking between their fingers and saying, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Don't let anything happen to any of these players. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, and I know James Cook, Gabe Davis, Deion Dawkins, the list goes on. You just don't want anything bad to happen. Or on the defensive side, of course, they're going to play as well, the starters. Now, the starters last week, they did play, except for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and a couple others. I think Taron Johnson, Daquan Jones both sat out on the defensive side, but you still had Matt Milano and Micah Hyde and Jordan Porter and everybody else who played. So this will actually be the second preseason game that the starters play. It will only be the first one for Josh, and I think the only one, I'm guessing. But to answer your question, Tim, yeah, people are not really liking it, but this is how the coach believes. They need to have a dress rehearsal. They need to go through some sort of environment of playing a game before they actually go out and play the New York Jets on Monday night, September 11th, to open up the season. I get it from a Pittsburgh perspective on offense more than I do Buffalo because they're still trying to figure out so many new things on offense with Kenny Pickett in his second year, and they're trying to expand the offense and uh, basically give him his big boy pants as a second-year quarterback. It makes a little bit more sense offensively for the Steelers. Uh, I feel like Bills fans, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, like I don't want to see Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward out there. I only see risk from that perspective, even if they are getting tested by Allen and the first-team starters in Buffalo. Yeah, and um, you know this is a, a veteran team too in Buffalo, right? They've been, we know who they have. They've been together a while. I mean, it's such a veteran team. People say, "Oh, the window's closing for the Buffalo Bills," and you know, bring up the ages of the team and how long they've been together, and, and that's fine. And I don't, not even disagreeing with all that sentiment, but that's I think a big reason why Bills fans are saying what you're saying. This isn't a team that's new that has to learn a new offense. You know, the same offensive coordinator last year who was. <laughs> excuse me, really an extension of the offensive coordinator before that. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, he's taken snaps from this center, Mitch Moore. So I think that's where the, you know, maybe angst from a lot of Bills fans lies. Well, look, this is Sean McDermott's philosophy, and he believes it. And I don't think you can argue much with the record Sean McDermott has had or the success the Bills have had overall over the last few years, and this is the way he wants to do it. Do you believe in that conversation, that talk? Is the window starting to close for the Bills? The window for this particular roster is, Tim, but as long as they have number 17, they're going to have a chance to win championships. I mean, that's just the fact. We've seen this throughout. I mean, you guys saw it there in Pittsburgh. As much as things might have changed around Ben Roethlisberger, as long as you had Ben Roethlisberger, you always had a chance to be in the conversation to win a division, a conference, a Super Bowl. And you have to have certain things go your way. Yes, sometimes you're going to have ebbs and flows of a different team and how good the defense is or the run game or the offensive line or whatever it is. But as long as you have that franchise quarterback, you're going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And especially when you have a franchise quarterback in a stable organization like the Steelers have been, like the Bills are now, with a good GM and a good head coach. But this roster, it's transitioning. I mean, after this year, I should say it probably will. You're going to have – you have older guys – some are still under contract. Some will still play. How much time they have left, I don't know. There's guys because of money. The Bills are very tight against the cap because they're paying a lot of these veteran star players. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Stefan Diggs, Von Miller. I mean, there's just guys that at this particular roster, they're not going to have around very much. So the window's closing on this group of players together. It's not closing on the Bills as an organization. Stefan Diggs, where's his head now after some of the concerns at the start of training camp? <laughs> we always wonder that. Where's Stefan Diggs head? I'll say this. That dude was a monster at training camp. I think he had the best training camp that I've ever seen from him. 
uh, he backed up his words with his actions. And the words were basically that he was just upset by the way the last season ended. And he's still confused. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why the last two years they haven't been able to get over the hump. He doesn't understand what they're missing. They have everything they need. He says, look, at, look around. Look at these players. Look at these coaches. We have everything we need. And that was really what really manifested itself into whatever that was that caused him to miss that day and have an argument or whatever and being told not to be there and how that was all misconstrued. That's all beyond them. And it's all past them. We think it is. Now, people will say, okay, well, what happens when you know the team loses a game and he only sees three targets for 20 yards? I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but I think that Stefan Diggs has showed up and basically put his money where his mouth is. And he said in that press conference, when we heard from him that first day back or second day back, he said, no one will ever question how hard I work and how much I want it and what this means to me. And I think he has had an amazing training camp. It looked great. Sal Capaccio with us covers the bills sideline reporter also from WGR radio. How about Tamar Hamlin, Sal? Uh, obviously he's a, Pittsburgh kid. He grew up in the city, played at Pittsburgh Central Catholic, went to Pitt. I know he played in the first preseason game. How has he looked, and is he looking forward to coming back and playing in Pittsburgh? Oh, for sure. And, you know, he um, he had his charitable softball game out there in Pittsburgh this year. Uh, he's just been just wonderful as far as being in the forefront of the AED and CPR training and getting AEDs into um, inner city schools and making sure that more youth sports have access to this after what happened to him in Cincinnati, you know, you know, I've, there's been always a different benchmark along the way for DeMar, right? Whether it was just conditioning or then OTAs and minicamp. And last week, obviously a live opponent, you know, this is another one, I guess, you know, going back in front of the hometown and, you know, fan, uh, friends and family. And, you know, he's been out there playing and he's looked fine. He's looked good. And I think it's a remarkable story anyway, but just the fact that he gets to play back in Pittsburgh, I think is really cool. And Dane Jackson too, you know, and, his childhood friend, all you know, growing up there and playing there at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a really cool storyline here in the preseason. Sal, when it comes to the division standings in the East, do you still feel like Buffalo is the best bet there? And if they are, are they going to be tested any more than they were last season from the other teams in the East? If so, which team is the biggest threat? Is it New York now because Rodgers is there? Yeah, the Bills are still the best team in the East. They're the still they're still the best roster. They're the best. You know, you want to say, I think they're the best quarterback. I understand what Aaron Rodgers has accomplished in his career, but at his age, last year with the injury and the fact that their offensive line is, you know, not good right now. It seems like the Jets, even their head coach, is basically saying that on hard docs. Um, but I'll get to them in a second. I'll say, as far as best bet, you know, value wise, you want to go that way. I'm not sure, but I think the 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 favorite is the Bills, and it should be. They should be the favorite to win the AFC East. They are the favorite to win the AFC East. They have the best team overall. They have the best quarterback. That's what matters the most. I think the Jets can be a really big threat. All that said, I just said about Aaron Rodgers and that team. The the thing is, it has to all kind of come into place for them. They're, you're asking a lot of things to go exactly right, I think, for the Jets to actually contend with the Bills for the division. Rodgers can carry them. He can be that guy, but how much can he with an offensive line that just doesn't look much better than it was last year. We're hearing these stories out of their joint practices in Tampa. They can't protect him at all. Two seconds of throw in that first preseason game, 2.3, I think it was, with some of the analytics. They have great weapons. They have a great defense. I just think that – and then, you know, running game. I don't know. What's Brees Hall? When is he going to be available? They signed Delvin Cook to bridge that gap. I think you have to have a lot go right for them. I think the Dolphins, one question, can Tua stay healthy? If you told me 
Tim, that Tua Tungabayaloa was going to be healthy for even, I don't know, 14 of 17 games, I'd say, you know what? They're going to maybe challenge the Bills. They have a lot of talent. I just don't – I'm not confident. I don't know how anybody can that he can be that healthy. I also don't, I also don't think they have the depth the Bills have around the rest of the roster either. They're going to have some injuries like everybody else is going to have some injuries, and I think that's going to impact them. But, man, I like Vic Fangio a lot as a defensive coordinator coming in. They have some really nice pieces there. They obviously have a very talented wide receiver group. I think the Dolphins, to me, are the bigger threat to the Bills because they don't have to have as many things go right as the Jets – but they still have to have the one big thing, which is keeping their quarterback healthy. And then you have the Patriots who, boy, how sweet is it to say the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East. They have been and they will be. And what I mean by have been, it's they really haven't done much to improve themselves, I think. They're really more of what they have been. They sign Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm like, what does that do for you? You need playmakers. You need speed. You need somebody on the outside to be a threat. That's not them. I think the New England Patriots are a team that – um you know, it's probably going to finish. And this is funny. It's the AFC North and East. Whoever finishes last could still have a pretty good record, but they're just not going to, they're in such a tough division. They're not good enough for the other three teams. I agree. And that's what cost the Steelers last year. I joke about it all the time that the Steelers won the NFC South and finished last in the AFC East. And that's why they weren't a playoff team last year. Um, Regarding the Bills, then, if you, and I agree, by the way, I, I think it'll be tighter, but I still think Buffalo wins the East. Where are they compared to the Bengals and the Chiefs, then, in your eyes? Yeah, that's a good question. I just think they're all pretty even, and you're going to have to, it's going to be a war of attrition. Injuries are going to matter here. And already we see it, right? I mean, in in Kansas City, um, they have their wide receivers going out every single day, it seems like, and that's going to hurt them. Now, they have Patrick Mahomes. Of course they do. And they lost Tyreek Hill, and people thought, oh, my God, they have no receivers, and they still did a great job. But I do question their receiving core a little bit. I want to see what they can come up with. It just doesn't – if you took every team's receiving core and stacked it up, you know, I don't think Kansas City would be even in the top half of the league, but they do have Travis Kelsey as well. That said, they have Patrick Mahomes, they have Andy Reid. They're still the class of the conference, and until anybody proves them otherwise, that's the way it is. Um, Cincinnati obviously has so much talent. But I do wonder a little bit about you know their sustainability – and to be able to do the things they've been doing the last couple of years with Joe Burrow and a little bit of an injury now and the offensive line, which took some big steps last year, um, the defense, which was very good last year, but there were some inconsistent times for sure. I, the, these three teams are probably still the best three teams in the AFC, and it might just simply come down to who is better on those days they play each other in the regular season to get home field advantage and then who stays healthy enough towards the end of the season. And a lot of that might simply be, Tim, what we just talked about, the division, right? I mean, maybe because the Bills are in such a hard division, maybe they're better than the Chiefs or the Bengals, but they don't get home field because they're beating each other up in their division. Or the same can be said for the Bengals because the AFC North is so tough. So I do think it's still these three teams than everybody else. Yeah, and I think the only team that's a real big threat in the West for that matter is LA. And I honestly think they might backslide a little bit too, you know, back to um, the conversation about should they play or should they not play their starters? How much of Tomlin and McDermott being so close factors in here? Like whether they talked about it formally, informally, whether it's just sort of a known thing that there's uh, not rivalry by any stretch, a mutual appreciation here that there maybe there's some machismo that's built up that they don't want to, put nothing out there as a product for the other team's players to play against. Is that coming into the fabric at all? 
I wouldn't doubt it. I, I think that this is the right spot to do it against this coach, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott on the other side. Two guys who are former college teammates at William & Mary who have tremendous respect for one another, who I think understand the game at that level, You know what you're there for, what you're trying to accomplish in preseason, the messaging to your own team. Now, does that mean that Mike Tomlin or Sean McDermott are going to go and go, hey, don't touch the quarterback? No, they're not going to do that, right? And I don't think – I wouldn't – I mean, maybe they talk to each other. To me, it's not a phone call to saying, hey, Mike, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, Sean, this is what I'm going to do. I think just knowing the mutual respect they have for one another – that they both understand they're out there to try to accomplish something for their team. That's best for their team while doing it against an opponent that is doing the same thing and not trying to necessarily view it as, you know, going after the other team, so to speak, because the starters are playing even with guys who are fighting for back end roster spots. So yeah, I, I would think that that has something to do with why the bills might be doing it here. I wonder what are the Steelers doing? Are, I know they played, Pickett and Pickens last week and their starters are they doing it again this week yeah from what I understand uh the starters are going to play a, a little bit especially uh those that didn't play I, I actually thought it made a hell of a lot of sense to not play the guys that they avoided playing um in the game against the Buccaneers because man it was so hot down there and I, I just didn't see the need to put any of the defensive players that I thought they intelligently held out on the field. Uh, as far as this time around goes, I don't know. I, I, what I could glean from it, Sal, is that they look at the Bills and they say, okay, this is one of the three teams that we know we're going to have to go through at some point in the playoffs if we think we're a playoff team this year and we're finally going to win a playoff game for the first time um, in six years. You know, like one of those three teams that we talked about, Cincinnati, Kansas City, or Buffalo, is going to get a bye, I would think, as the as the best team in the AFC. And then the Steelers, if they get in, they're probably getting in as a wild card. They might have to go through Cincinnati or Buffalo to advance. And they haven't had a playoff win in six years. So I don't think it's a horrible thing, especially from an offensive perspective, to have that offense work against a team that's probably going to win its division. And if you're going to see some of the starters, I can see a little bit of value in that. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, I think that the Bills probably feel the same about a very well-coached Pittsburgh Steelers team um, that has talent that they can say, look, this is a good test for us, and Mike's going to be really smart the way he plays it, and he's going to do what he has to do for the best for his team. It's a good opponent for us to go against with a you know a healthy respect for one another. So I, I think that is um, – you know, I, I was thinking about it today. I'm actually kind of surprised that maybe these two teams didn't do joint practices yeah. leading up to this – you know, because they don't play each other in the regular season early. Like, that would be the natural fit, right? Buffalo, Pittsburgh, they've done it before in the past, before McDermott. Um, but, you know, something like that, because I know, because I've talked to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean about this, Tim, where, you know, I've asked them about the joint practices. The Bills are one of only five teams that don't do joint practices at all this year. And they've always said it's got to be the right fit. It's got to be the team and an opponent and a coach you really have a healthy respect for that you understand why they're out there. They understand why you're out there. You're trying to do your thing. That would make sense between these two teams. So I don't know, maybe next year. Yeah. Um, and as far as Pickett goes, I, I think what Tomlin was saying was it's going to be longer than just the first series where they went six or seven and scored, but he didn't really give a definitive time after that. So I think a lot of it might be dictated on how both sides of the ball play. And if there's any other injuries that, uh, take place while he's out there you know like they lose a lineman or two yeah. I don't think he puts them behind those second stringers necessarily no I totally understand that and you know there's a there's a battle for the right guard spot here in Buffalo like that's some people are like oh you know have Osiris Torrance who's you know fighting for that spot is he going to start ahead you know in front of Josh Allen blocking for him well 
I, you know, if he's going to be a starter, then that's what's going to happen. So there's all these different nuances you have to think about. But I know that, um, you know, for a quarter plus, a lot of Bills fans are going to be very much on edge until they see Josh Allen with a baseball cap on. Sal, thanks. Greatly appreciate it. We'll talk at the field. Look forward to seeing you at Akershire Stadium. I know your family's coming in. Hopefully they enjoy the game as well. And uh, hopefully enjoy Pittsburgh. And maybe uh, Guns N' Roses will be loud enough for you on Friday night that you can go to bed with a serenade from Axel. How would that be? <laughs> I love that, man. All right, buddy. Always great to talk to you. You know that. And um, I'm sure we'll catch up, even though the Bills and uh, Steelers don't play each other. We'll talk Penguins and Sabres, I'm sure, anyway, on WGR. Yeah, we've talked plenty about Eric Carlson here over the last few months. I can guarantee you that. That's got there us go. primed for hockey season. All right, Sal, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, buddy. Sal Capaccio from WGR and the Bills sideline reporter here on Breakfast with Benz.